Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Keeping On with Mackie and Kaiser. I'm Mackie. And I'm Kaiser. And tonight we've got an amazing show planned for you, but like always, I always stumble over that. <laughs> We're going to kick it off like we always do. Kaiser, how you been keeping on? I've been keeping on, well, I was going to try to make a joke out of that, but I, I couldn't figure out a way to phrase it correctly. Been keeping on the earth, you know? Staying grounded, but uh, <laughs> I guess there it was. Um, I, yeah, I've been doing pretty well. Uh, it's been a week since we last conversed. We're a little late on the episode rollout this week, but you know, life does happen, and we are keeping on. And uh, yeah, it's been a good week. Um, not, not many things have. What has happened this week? Allison was in town, like I said. Uh, she left Wednesday, but you know, nice five-day little little break from being alone. So that was cool. Um, and then, yeah, so she went back Wednesday, and since then, I've been cooking for myself, and uh, you know, going to work. But uh, yeah, not not much has happened, I guess. Oh, okay. Well, something has happened. Um, I got some new curtains for the bedroom nice. yesterday. We had uh, when we first moved to Nashville, we had these beige curtains we got because we had this huge sliding glass door in our living room, and like we moved in in. August, blazing hot all the time. You know, the glass just <laughs> transferred the heat. Our air conditioner sucks. So, got the curtains because it was like the had the oh man the the sliding blinds that they have where they uh they're like the the long slats from the floor to the top of the window. Oh yeah. Um, we hated those. So got curtains. Just had the blinds always open and just use the curtains as the blinds and uh. So we've had those since Nashville, um, and then brought those here, I think. Wait, no. Yes. I'm pretty sure they're the same blinds. And, no, they are. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, we had those, but, like, they match the walls, like, almost perfectly. And I'm not like, a huge fan of that. And Molly's, like, scratched them up. Mm. Um, and especially in the bedroom, they're like 84 inch tall curtains so they reach from the top of the window all the way to the floor and they didn't like touch the floor or anything but because they were so low on the floor molly would like scratch at them claw at them trying to like open them up so she could gain access to the window um and that was kind of annoying and then like we got the the kitty tree for her for the living room and then put her little window perch in our bedroom window. So, like, the curtain was always jutting out. It was just a, a weird time. Um, a mess. <laughs> yeah, so. That got, happens when you yeah. move. <laughs> yeah, so we got shorter curtains. These are 63 inches. They're, like, four inches lower than the windowsill. So Molly can't, like, sit on the ground and claw at them. Um, but also lower the blinds, took off her little cat bed that goes on the window from the bed bedroom window close the blinds so she can't really get up there and like 
because she would like get up there in the middle of the night just making all kinds of noise so she can't do that anymore I moved that window bed to the guest room got another curtain rod put it up in the guest room relocated those curtains from the bedroom the old curtains from the bedroom to the guest room so the same for Molly just better for us hopefully also the curtains I got are like this nice teal color so a little bit more color in the mm. room which is nice very good. Um, very nice yeah and then we got a new welcome mat today well I got a new welcome mat for us and it says hello <laughs> lowercase letters on the bottom right corner of it and the rest of it's black it's a clean looking mat um yeah, that's how I've been keeping on this past week. Mackie, how have you been keeping on? I've been keeping on pretty well. Uh, this week was pretty crazy. Um, just at work and, you know, at home with with the kiddos. And we're, you know, we're trying to unpack and get everything clean and everything like that. And, you know, just part of life. Um Friday or not Friday, sorry, Thursday, we had college day at school, which, uh, like all the teachers and the students and the seniors, it was, it was supposed to be like in celebration for the seniors for like where they're going to go to school, but everybody wore their, uh, their favorite college or where they went t-shirt, which was cool. And then we had like workshops all day and, um, we had a lady come in and teach the kids all about scholarships and, what it looks like going to college and things like that. Uh, and then I got to teach a, um, a little workshop on this program called Naviance. It's a little free shout out of the day here. Um, and it's basically like a college Google search. So it like, it does all the homework for you. It shows like, uh, school size, uh, what city it's in, um, demographics of who goes there, how many kids live on campus, what the meal prices are, stuff like that. So that was pretty neat. Um, it was a fun day to like get away from teaching for a day. And, uh, I think the kids really enjoyed it and got, got a lot out of it. So that was cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't know that that kind of thing existed. So not to toot my own horn or anything, but it was kind of my idea. Uh, it was initially just supposed to be the shirt thing, but then our, uh, one of our admissions directors kind of took it and ran with it. So, you know, it was, it was our brain child, <laughs> but awesome. yeah, yeah, it was, it was a, I think it was a cool, cool thing that we did. Um, but yeah, just, you know, Whitney and I got caught up on a new show that we're going to have to talk about in this episode. Um, I'm hoping you've watched it. If you haven't, I'm going to be really upset, but that's okay. Uh, Jacob came to visit yesterday and, uh, we got caught up and it was like, it was the most fun. It's the hardest I've laughed in a long time. We, you know, it, he's, he's like my brother. So it was, it was a really, really good time having him come down and visit and he got to, uh, he got to play with Mason and he got to meet Harvey and it was just, it was awesome. It was a good time. So, and then we talked D and D for like six hours, seven Jeez. hours. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, so good though. Like 
I, Whitney was like, get it all out of your system. Like, just have fun. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it was, it was really fun. He helped me a lot with like world building and how th- certain things run and stuff like that. So really, really helped me gear up for when we start playing with, uh, Whitney's family and stuff. So, but yeah, um, we are, uh, we have a new segment of the show where, uh, we haven't named it yet, but I'm going to call it story time with Mackie and Kaiser, <laughs> uh, where we tell funny, fun, embarrassing, silly, personal stories. So, uh, Kaiser said he's got one that he wants to kick it off with. And then I've got, I've got a fun one that, uh, my mom said that I have to share on the cast. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. So story time with Mackie and Kaiser. Um, it's not a bad name. I feel like that'd also be a, a good podcast name to, uh, if we like really wanted to, if we had a lot of, I don't think we have that many stories though. I don't have, I don't know if I have that many stories. Oh dude, I just had an idea and I hated to cut, I, I hate to cut you off, but I got to get this out of my brain. What if we not only had keeping on, but what if we interviewed people about their stories? Ooh. Like life stories and started a second cast and it's just called story time with Mackie and Kaiser. That'd be awesome. That'd and be. We, we interview people for like an hour, and they just tell us their story of life. That would be an absolute banger of a of a cast. And I see the the picture of it now is a a nice book with our faces in there. Mm. Maybe with a third face in the middle or something. With like it's like blacked out. Maybe a question mark. I don't know. We, we, we could. Yeah, I, I like that. That's either going to be a new cast or it's going to be an like a new segmented thing. I uh yeah. yep, okay, sorry. Your story. <laughs> no, you're good. We're birthing things here on this cast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That's, that'd be awesome. So, last week I uh, gave you guys the amazing story of Kate's skating rink and uh my chin meeting the wall at record speed. Winning speed, <laughs> might I add. I won that race. I don't know if that was clear in the story that I told, but that race was won by me. I didn't get a prize or anything. I did get a battle scar, but um, yeah. So back at skate, Kate's skating rink, because all good things come to those who skate. Um, we uh, we play different games. Because you can only skate for so long before you get bored, like I said last week. And um, we were playing hide-and-seek, I want to say. And at Kate's Skating Rink, I don't know if they still do, but they used to have these, like, half walls. And towards the back of the of the, of the building, um, next to the, like, in between the, the where the restrooms were and where the um, arcade was, there'd be, I think there were five, like, party rooms Hmm. which were like probably not half walls, probably like three quarter walls, um, like high. So probably like six to seven feet high, um, just to section them off. But like, so they weren't like enclosed. And then um, there'd be like two picnic tables inside each of these rooms. Um, And they were the party rooms. So if they had a party, that's where you would open the presents, eat the cake, all that good stuff. So one day we were playing, hide and seek 
because there's so many hiding places at a, in a skating rink. And uh, I was going to hide, and the person started counting in, like, I want to say, like, party room number four. And base was the... Um, picnic table in party room number four and I was in party room number five or which I'm not sure if I'm getting the numbers right but I was in the one right beside it and I was standing like hanging on the, the wall with my hands looking over watching this person count and they finish counting and they start to leave and I'm like I'm so smart you know I could see that they're leaving all I gotta do is once they leave I run out and I go tag base, and I'm safe. I don't even have to hide. Genius idea. So they start to leave, and I jump off the wall and, like, turn in the air, and I land on the ground, and the momentum of me hitting the ground, I you know, I bend over, and my head hits the corner of this picnic table. Oh, no. And these aren't these these aren't your 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 standard wooden picnic tables that we have outside. No, these are some kind of like linoleum finished picnic tables. You know, it's got that like hard like countertop like material oh, yeah. on the top of it, oh. sharp edges, and I bust I bust my head wide open. <laughs> um. So here I am. I like hit I like I, I hit my head, I grab my head with my hand, and then I take my hand away and it's just soaked in blood. Oh. Cause you know, head wounds, they bleed the most. Oh yeah. And so I I'm like, okay, let me hold my hand here, run over to the bathroom area. And so the way the bathroom worked was you had the men's on the left and the women's on the right. And then between the two doors um, were the sinks for the restrooms. They had like six or eight sinks, maybe maybe four. No, I think it was like six or eight sinks. Mm-hmm. And then a big mirror spreading the length of the opening there. So I run over there. I got my head on my uh, – I think, I, I think I'm crying at this point because it's pretty <laughs> painful. I'm sure um, you were. Yeah. And then I, I run over to the mirror and like I see myself – with blood like running down my face, oh. like dripping onto my shirt, and um, I just like scream. And uh, this time they—I don't know if I said that they didn't call. I think I told you that I did. They did not call my parents. Yeah, when my chin got busted open. Um, and my mom said after, so she listened to the podcast last week, and she told me that after that they called her for every little thing. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and uh, so naturally they called her for this. <laughs> And parents came to pick me up, and I had to go off to the urgent care for the second time in, like, six months, I think, to uh, get some more stitches. They said that once they cleaned the wound, because, like, you know, the the, the skin on your head, there's, like, really no meat behind it. Mm-hmm. So, like, once they cleaned the wound and everything, like, you could see my skull, which I thought was cool. That's that's medieval. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um. Uh, so I got my stitches, and I can't remember if this was the first time or the second time. But like, I like had my dad's like finger in my, in my hands, my little tiny, however old I was, 
second grader hands and uh i was just i just like squeezed as hard as i could like while they like numbed up my head and then did the stitches and still have the scar to that for this day uh the scar used to be a little more hidden below my uh hairline but now it's now it's kind of it's pretty visible um mm. right there at the top of my forehead and my mm. hair's much further back now <laughs> that tends to happen with with age <laughs> yeah so uh that's my story for today nice um mine is a lot more embarrassing um oh. because i was 15 instead of like a kid so when i don't know what it was but i i like when it came time to drive i did i was just like a wreck a nervous wreck and i'm not particularly sure if it (laughs) if it was like you know like sometimes you get in the car with your parents and like you just your nerves shoot all the way up because like you're nervous about making a mistake and you don't want to like upset them and you're driving one of their vehicles and like if if you wreck the car you don't have any money like <laughs> so all this stuff and um so we determined that you know mama's going to teach me how to drive and I'm just going to have to suck it up and get over the fact that I'm nervous I'm a nervous wreck whenever I get in the car Funny enough, I love driving now. Whitney will tell you I'm a terrible driver. Kaiser will tell you I'm a terrible driver. But <laughs> but he loves it. And I that's do love it. <laughs> all that matters when he's the only one in the car. That's right. So I love driving. It's one of my favorite things um, now. You know it. And my mom kept telling me like you're gonna have this newfound freedom. You know when you learn to drive and when you get your license and all that. So. Uh, she was really like adamant about, no, you got to get those hours. Like you got to get in the car. Let's go. And I was just so hesitant. So one day we get in the car. (laughs) This is so embarrassing. (laughs) We get, we get in the car and she's like, all right, you're going to drive us. It was like to the store, which, which was like three miles up the road. I'm like, okay. I got this. Or I think I I was, maybe I was still like super apprehensive, but I was just like, I got to do this. I have to do this. So we start driving and my parents live on this big hill and there's a turn on the hill. And at the top of the turn, there's a gutter. I take that turn way too wide. (laughs) And I put that front right tire into the gutter and blow out the tire. <laughs> Jeez. And this was like after I had I was like arguing with myself like no I got to do this. Like I have to do this. I was so upset. Like I'm pretty sure I just immediately started crying. Uh again, not a child, 15 years old. <laughs> um started crying started like getting really angry and saying like, I'm never driving again. I'm never doing this again. (laughs) Jeez. And, uh, got out of the car and my mom grabbed me and said, you get back in the car and you bring it back home (laughs) because you got us in this situation. 
you're going to get us back home. Yeah. And that was, I think that was like a huge confidence boost. If that makes sense. Like, yes, I screwed up, Mm. but I like, she was like making me own it. If that makes sense. Like, no dude, you, you jacked the car up. Like you need to, you need to get it home. So, um, ever since then, I've had like no problems with driving, which was, which was really good because it was like, she, she sat me down and she gave me one of the, one of the best pep talks I think I've ever had in my life. And she goes, what's the worst you can do? Blow out another tire. (laughs) And I was like, well, that's true. And you know, at that point I wasn't thinking, well, I could wreck the car, but, uh, I was literally thinking like, well, you know, if. If I mess up again, you know, the worst I could do at that point in that same spot is blow out another tire. So, you know, the next time I took the turn a couple days later after my parents had the tire fixed, uh, (laughs) a couple days later, I took that turn and it was fine. But, yep, 15 years old, blew out one of of mom's tires and cried about it. (laughs) I mean, that's not too bad. That's a, that's an emotional time. You got a lot of stress riding on you um you're driving a car and like you said not not your car you don't have the money to fix it if you mess up so nope (laughs) i definitely think that was a reasonable response to what happened so that's not too bad yeah well i have another funny funny car story but this one's not me (laughs) no Um, and then we'll move on to our next topic, unless you've got another story to share. Okay. Um, I'm serious. I think we're going to do the story time thing. We might, we might change the title a little bit. I was thinking of some tweaks. Oh. Our story with Mackie and Kaiser. Oh. Something like that. The story of our lives with Mackie and Kaiser. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, but... Uh, I was dating a girl in high school. I'm not going to name her name because I don't want to em- embarrass anybody. And I know she's not listening anyways. But um, I was dating a girl in high school. And uh, we were going to fly out to California. Because um, that's where my grandparents live. And we were going to go visit and see some friends and stuff like that. And she came. She and her dad drove by the um, the night before we were going to get on the plane and go. And so she... Uh, and her dad came by, dropped off my Christmas present and basically said goodbye, you know, um, after she, after we shut the door, we heard a loud bang outside (laughs) and we were like, that was weird. And then the doorbell rings (laughs) and yep. Very similar to that. Uh, the doorbell rings (laughs) and, um, her dad is standing there. And at his feet is our mailbox. (laughs) Oh, no. And he goes, she brought you another Christmas present. (laughs) (laughs) So dad and I went out and we like, we, we screwed it back on. And that thing is crooked to this day. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) They're still in the same house. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. They've lived they've lived there for 13 14 years now. 
So that's crazy. That's too long. Eh, they like it, but yeah, good story. Good story for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So does she drive there? Or she just drove back, or she was just driving back. So she had just gotten a car. Oh. Like that was her birthday present. Was like she got a little PT cruiser, mm. and uh, I don't know if I had a dent on it or not from that, but <laughs> probably. Jeez. Pretty, pretty good, pretty good story. <laughs> Actually, it might not have had a dent because yeah. Um, I had a wa- I washed a PT cruiser like two days ago, mm-hmm. and I did not realize like. Well, I guess it doesn't really have anything to do with it, but like that back, like their like rear door, the 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 hatch or the whatever tailgate, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah, it's like it's like five feet long just itself. Yeah, yeah, they've got a lot of room in them. Yeah, I was very surprised. I'd never seen one like that close, mm-hmm. and like the rest of it looks so tiny. And then yeah. I got to that back door, and I was like. Oh my goodness, dude! Like this thing, like, you could fit a whole body in here, like no problem. What? Yep. Uh, <laughs> so moving on to our next topic. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of uh, bodies, uh, have you seen Wandavision? I have seen Wandavision. So how far are you? I'm caught up, and. Uh, if you haven't seen episode five, there's going to be spoilers. Yeah. Nah, kind of. Oh, definitely. There's definitely some spoilers here. Um, So, spoiler alert, if you have not watched WandaVision up, to, up through episode five, go ahead and skip to uh, the next segment here. Yes. So, but um, initial thoughts and... You know, just like, what are you thinking about, like, what's happening? So, initial thoughts. I think it's like a very dynamic show. They started it out first two episodes, well, first episode, and then most of the second episode, just a normal, like, 70s hit, not like hit, but uh, like sitcom, mm-hmm. black and white, um, laugh or gag reel. Um, laugh tracks, everything like that. Maybe not gag reel. I think laugh tracks is the word. But yeah, you're, you got it. Um, so I thought, I was like, okay, I can get behind this. This is just going to be a fun kind of show with Wanda and Vision. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's episode one. She gets the drone, what we later find is a drone that was mm-hmm. flown in that is turned into a toy helicopter. And it was the only thing in color. And it's colored red. And um, I was like, okay, weird. Then the second episode rolls through. Everything's kind of normal. Um, Vision um, getting drunk, like not drunk or what, but like he had the gum stuck in his gears mm-hmm. and that just like made him all wonky and stuff. And that was fun. Um, I don't know if there were any, uh, the, the beekeeper was at the end of that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who went through the sewer. So that was weird. Obviously, it was like some kind of glitch in what was going on. Right. But now, 
and no, the second one is also when no, it was the first one when uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hart came over. Yeah, that's the first one. Yeah, yeah, and she's saying stop it, but she's not saying stop it to her husband. She's saying stop it to Wanda mm-hmm. whenever her husband is choking. That was creepy, for sure. Um, so yeah, so first thoughts, interesting show. Yeah, kind of weird show, but I can kind of get with this kind of style. And then we get into oh, this is an alternate reality that mm-hmm. Wanda is essentially controlling fully, and we are seeing a um magnitude of her powers that we did not think could exist. She's gone from being able to barely contain uh like a C four explosion to mm. being able to control thousands a thousand people in a whole town run a narrative broadcast the signal and show almost no strain on her physical being at all reanimate her dead husband Mm. or reanimate her dead boyfriend yeah who she then marries within this reality it's just but he is becoming self-aware which doesn't make sense. So, I have some clarity. Okay. If it, well, and these are these are all theories. Um, but we're we're shown in episode. Is it three, where she sees vision for what he really is? I think so, yeah. Okay, so we're we're shown in episode three that Vision is still very much dead. Like he has the stone plucked out of his his uh forehead. It, there's a crater there. His color is still missing. Not he's not like black and white, but he's like you know faded. And she like looks away and looks like she's about to throw up, and then looks back and he's normal again. So, she, like you said, she reanimates him, but she's controlling him. Mm-hmm. So, in him becoming self-aware, I think he is her subconscious realizing that this is not what we think it is. Also, there's a lot of question as to whether or not Wanda's in control. Or they're making her think that she's in control. Because, like, obviously she's in control of certain things. Um, The world around her, like, when she sees the beekeeper and she says stop and, like, rewinds. Um, And then, you know, the episode ends with them in bed kissing instead of seeing something horrifying. Yeah. She has control over that. But I don't think that she's the one broadcasting it. I don't think, like, her neighbor, Agnes, something's up with her because she stopped her from saying, like, we all need help. Um, So either she's, a lot of people are saying that she's the bad guy or she is um, working with the bad guys. Interesting. But who... Who would have the power to do that? So the 
the character that everyone thinks she is is uh, a witch, like Scarlet Witch, yeah. who can look through like mirrors and see through different dimensions and stuff. So people think that she's got similar powers to what Scarlet Witch has, so that she could cast this type of spell over everybody. Interesting. Do you think this is a plot to kill Scarlet Witch? No. Um, I think it's a plot to contain her mm. because of how powerful she is. Yeah. And because she could potentially, like, there's a comic series called House of M mm -hmm. where she basically creates an entire new reality of mutants. And because mm. she's, she's an X-Men character. Just like Quicksilver is, yeah, and we'll we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but um, like she basically creates a new reality, and she also has the power to control and kill them all. So, that Wandavision is kind of based on that a little mm -hmm. bit. And there's even like Easter eggs, like the bottle of wine that's on their fridge has like a big M on it, and uh, it's just it's really cool. Like some of the little Easter eggs that are throughout it, but. Um, it's really heartbreaking that she's living in her dream reality, but it's not even remotely real. Yeah. But, but you know, if she is the one controlling this, and, like, this is what will make her happy, she's not happy without Vision, mm -hmm. she needs him, then... Maybe it's good for her to be able to do this. Obviously, terrible for the people that she's controlling and that are in turn suffering. But I, I do. I can definitely see like her subconscious, or even, um, maybe not even her subconscious, but just like the part of her that sees reason mm -hmm. is vision talking to her, um, and you know, discovering all these things going on within the, the, the hex as they say. Oh, um, yeah. Huh. Oh, man, I was going to say something else. I can't remember. Oh, so Quicksilver. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about Quicksilver for a minute. Um, in episode five, she gets a visitor. So, okay, episode three, Pietro is brought up for the first time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think really since he died. Like, maybe yep. he's mentioned once that like I have a brother or had a brother or something like that but um the fact that she has twins is also indicative of the fact that and she even goes into that like I was a twin and yeah. all this stuff so um her, in her dream reality she's reliving having Pietro there but um when her friend brings up he was killed by Ultron wasn't he that's when, like, her glass shattered in, like, the reality a little bit. But she gets a visitor, and it's Pietro. Did you think that it was uh, Marvel at first? What do you mean? I So, like, Marvel's haircut from Captain Marvel mm -hmm. was, like, the same from the back. So I didn't know if they were trying to, like mislead us into thinking it was Marvel for a second then oh, revealing that, that would have been cool that, that's who I thought it was at first because mm -hmm. um obviously we have uh, what's her name 
um the pilot oh um i know who you're talking about yeah captain marvel's best friend captain marvel's best friend's daughter yeah 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 so we have her so and then captain marvel has been mentioned so i thought like marvel would like make sense but it also wouldn't make sense because she's dead kind right. of thing but maybe she isn't dead i don't know so i was thinking it might have been her but then yes how you say his name pietro 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 mm-hmm. um wasn't the actor from the marvel cinematic universe <laughs> but was the actor from the x-men universe mm-hmm. and then they they mentioned that he was recast yeah so which is interesting yeah totally um and there's a lot of question as to like why that is the way it is. A lot of people are saying this is the bridge to the X-Men, which could potentially mean that we could have uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. We yeah. could have, you know, all of the X-Men from that universe appearing in the MCU. Um, But it's pretty mind-blowing. Like, see, like when he walked in, my brain kind of exploded a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wasn't expecting it. Um, and I can see it being a bridge because, like, Disney does own the rights to the X Men now. So, mm-hmm. like, and you know, we've been pe- people, Marvel fans have been waiting for a while now for the crossover to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just hasn't yet. Uh, I think, like, the closest thing we've gotten is, like, Deadpool jokes mm-hmm. um, about the Avengers. But other than that, like, haven't heard really anything. And then, nope. all, then like, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver being in Age of Ultron, them being X-Men characters. So, yeah. And then, I mean, I understand using the actor from the X-Men as Quicksilver because dude's been in four of the three or four of the movies. So he started in uh, Days of Future Past, mm. and then he's been in Apocalypse, and he was in, uh, oh geez, uh, Dark Phoenix. So yeah, he's been he's been in three of them. Yeah, he's been in three. So obviously he's the more established character in the universe. But I think it would have been nice to have the original from Marvel. But we might found... see him still. Might, yeah. So there's there's a lot to break down here. Um, there's, it's already been confirmed that Wanda's going to appear in, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Mm. which is the next Doctor Strange movie, but supposedly, uh, oh, 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 real quick, let's take a step back. So WandaVision takes place three weeks after Endgame. So it's before Far From Home, which is kind of weird, but... There have been some things floating around on the internet that, like, if this takes place three weeks after Endgame, it would make sense that uh, Mysterio talks about alternate dimensions. And it's so believable by, like, Peter and, um, you know, obviously not Fury. But uh, it would make sense that, like, when Thanos snapped he tore open dimensions but i don't think that's what happened i think wanda's going to tear open 
or is accidentally tearing open dimensions, and that's why she's in WandaVision being like contained. Oh, that's that's where you think the the hex itself mm-hmm. is it yeah. is like the energy of a different dimension mm-hmm. and why Westview is in a town. Yeah. yeah but it is only, a town. There's only Eastview. Yeah. So that, that makes sense. And Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield have signed on for Spider Man three. Which the only way that would freaking be possible is if there's alternate dimensions. And, you know, that's Spider-Verse, but still. like, Huh. I think the thing that doesn't click with me is why the the sheriff deputies wouldn't acknowledge that they see Westview. Or I guess they didn't expressly not acknowledge it, but they, they didn't. They were saying it in such a way like that it didn't exist, mm-hmm. even though that it was standing right there. So we assume as the as the watchers that they're not even able to to comp like they, it's been wiped from their memory, right? Um, or they're protecting its existence because in that same scene they disappear. What the heck? Because if you watch that scene, it's you know Jimmy Woo, and it's. Um, the pilot's daughter and they're talking to these cops and he's like tell them tell them what you told me no such thing as Westview and then it hard cuts back and then it hard cuts back again to the sign and they're gone huh and I didn't see any cars drive away so I don't know but uh, yeah super cool stuff I I really can't wait to see what happens next? Uh, this is the most invested I've been in a Marvel project in a long time. And, and to be fair, like Endgame was the last thing we've gotten. So I've been like hungry for it. Yeah. <laughs> and WandaVision is freaking delivering something fierce. So it's it's got me on the edge of my seat. Yeah, it's definitely been an awesome watch so far. It's nice seeing the, you know, the characters we've grown up with essentially back on screen um Mm -hmm. her name is monica rambo rambo yep that's it i thought it was rambo i was like rambo doesn't seem like a a nickname you'd give somebody but it's not a nickname that's her actual name Mm -hmm. and it's spelled different and Um, the scene where like we got to see people coming back after hulk snapped yes in, in the hospital how freaking awesome was that that was neat oh man but then, so I was, like, when I watched uh, Far From Home, I was under the impression that while they were in the blip, they had some kind of awareness of being in the blip. Some type of sentience. But when Rainbow came back, she thought she had just fallen asleep. But maybe, maybe she, maybe she thought she was dreaming or whatever. Mm-hmm. So... So, like, Um, yeah, like, Spider-Man says, I just remember Doctor Strange saying, we have to go back. Yeah. They need our help. But with that sentence, Mm -hmm. it's also Doctor Strange, who could probably mess with that in some kind of way anyways. So, 
That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you do a lot more. You you've done research, I assume, to know all these different things, or you just watched it multiple times, or for, for the WandaVision stuff that you know. Um, I've done a, like I've read the comics of mm-hmm. the House of M comics. Um, and then I've done a little bit of research, but a lot of it is uh obsessing over every second that's of you know every frame that's on the screen yeah so but uh yeah it's it's brilliant i can't wait to see where they go uh if if this is indicative of how falcon and the winter soldier is gonna be oh yo (laughs) i could see falcon and the winter soldier being more of that like western type thing though Mm kind of like the mandalorian just different quests that they go on Mm mm-hmm but it's still going to be great for sure. Oh yeah. Like <clears throat> the uh the biggest thing that's always been with like um network television is the budget. You can mm-hmm. only be as good as your budget for the most part. Like if it's like a uh sci-fi action type deal, mm-hmm. um you're only as good as your budget for the most part. But yeah. with Disney on Disney Plus there's there, not a budget. There is no budget. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, high expectations for Falcon and the Winter Soldier for sure. Yeah. Um. Do you know the time period for that? Like, uh, do you know when it's going to be set in time? Probably after Far From Home, but we'll okay. have to see. So. That'll be interesting, but. Yeah, Wandavision's been fu- a fun watch. Um. How do you feel about, uh, Sword? the director of sword being so openly aggressive toward Wanda. You think this is like a, um, a prequel to the, uh, the mutant, um, like kind of, uh, discrimination that like comes mm-hmm. later on. Like, what do you, what do you think is going on with that? Cause he's so like, uh, like so aggressive about yeah. it. That's no, you're, that's a really good point. Um, and to like give a little bit of backdrop to that, like the X Men comics have always been about kind of discrimination, um, people groups not, you know, being treated the way that they should be with equality, um, you know, whether whether it be uh, racial equality or whether it be you know uh, some type of equality where where it's. Uh, you know, um, like gay marriage or anything like that. It's, it's always touched on, on those basises. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing that early prejudice towards, um, not necessarily, uh, mutants yet, because I don't think that that term has been uttered, but, but, you know, quote unquote supers, uh, a lot of the time in the comics that discrimination was brought about by jealousy uh, because the people who weren't mutants wanted that power and uh, they weren't born with it. And that, that was the whole thing about, you know, the mutants is that most of them were born with their powers. So, um... I, I do think that we're seeing a little bit of that, um, but it's funny that you even bring that up because traditionally the S.W.O.R.D. organization is far more aggressive than S.H.I.E.L.D. was. 
Shield was kind of in the background. We're here to protect. Sword in the comics is like, we're getting ahead of whatever's... It's it's more the, the Tony Stark mentality. Yeah. Of, I want to fight until there's nothing to fight anymore. So, hmm. it's it's interesting that we're gonna that we're seeing that and we'll just we'll just have to wait and see more for sure um hmm. there's got to be something that happens cuz there's no none of the the superheroes so far have been have been born with their powers right so um They're all the only ones that have are like Thor, but Thor is not considered a superhero. He's like a god. So, right. but yeah. yeah, like Banner was the gamma radiation. Tony's his suits. Cap was the serum. Same with Bucky. Uh, even Black Panther was given the powers from the from the fruit. So, right. Yeah, I and Wanda even Wanda and Pietro they got their powers from the Tesseract. So are they gonna be like? I don't know how this is in the comments, but are they like, I guess it'd be Wanda. Is she like the birth parent of all mutants? So that's, that's one of the outcomes potentially that we're going to see is that she's going to be the genesis of mutant kind in the MCU. Yeah. Um, whether it's an effect of her powers or whether it is, a crossing of dimensions like what we've talked about. So, oh. It could oh, also, good. yeah, it is good. It could also be, could it not be like uh, just genially, like from her to her children who have some sort of power mm-hmm. because they are they said that they're real biologics, like her children are real. So what if they just go out and then, you know, 20 30 years down the line that's when we have i guess it'd probably be longer than that but like i don't know yeah that could be mm. so there's some interesting questions that need to be raised with the children um but we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back And we're back. So, uh, talking about WandaVision with her children. I don't think her children are going to be real. Like, when this reality is broken. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that we're going to see her children come out of this. Mainly because, like the rapid progression of her pregnancy, but also like, are we going to see the rapid progression of her children growing up? Huh? But with them growing so fast, what if that means that they can go and have children that also grow fast and grow children that grow fast until we get to a point where that slows down, but the mutations are still there. And then we just Mm. have 
this this large population of mutants. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's 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 gonna be a cool long term effect on the MCU. And they've they've said that from the beginning is that it's gonna be like a long term thing. It's yeah. not just gonna be the show and then it's over. And with her it didn't say anything about vision continuing. But it did say that she is going to be in in uh Doctor Strange. So wait, was episode five like a finale? No, episode five is the mid mid season. Oh, so we're ha- we're halfway through WandaVision now. Thanks. See, I've been I've been skipping the credit. I haven't been watching the credits. Have I been missing like anything at the uh, after Mm-mm. the credits? Okay. No, no. So you're good. There there was a cool thing. Um, it happened pretty quick. Uh, it shows. This was in episode three, um, but it shows like, please stand by and it's like sideways and it like flickers and then it like disintegrates into what looks like the pieces of like Vision's skin. And then it, it like transitions to Vision's face and it's him like looking sideways and then you like zoom into his eye. In episode three, it was a dead Vision. Interesting. Because that's when she saw the the cracked version of him so yeah this like i'm telling you dude this show has like it has taken over my brain like i think about it all the time and i've been trying to like not gush about it constantly because i'm trying (laughs) to like put the pieces of the puzzle together before and it's not gonna happen but oh, five more weeks, five more weeks, and then we've got uh, probably more questions, but we've got more answers at least. Got to wait five weeks for the next episode? No, five more weeks until the show is over. Wait, so there is... Okay, I, it wasn't a mid-season finale. It was just the middle no. of the sea. Okay. Yeah, I it's gotcha. just the middle of it. It's like The Mandalorian. They've got all the episodes, and they'll be released on Fridays. So. Gotcha. Which... We talked about this on the last episode, but I freaking love that Disney does the weekly thing because I'd be done with WandaVision and probably not thinking about it yeah. uh, if we because we watched one through four in one night. Um, Yeah, it was it was a, it was a it was a gauntlet, but yeah. um, I'm probably going to go back and rewatch five now just to like I'm probably going to go back and rewatch the whole thing. <laughs> But dude, this oh, it's so good, so yeah. so good. But yeah, Wandavision. If you haven't watched it, it's on Disney Plus. Um, free second plug of the day. Uh, yeah, probably the best show I've seen since The Mandalorian. Well, you know what's crazy though? I don't think John Favreau is credited. No, John Favreau's not working on this one, which is surprising. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's weird because like he's had his hand in so many different Marvel projects, but not all of them. So he's been kind of a consultant on most of them. And I don't think he's been credited when he is a consultant, but gotcha. he's, he's so good at creating worlds Yeah, that they, um, 
they go to him whenever they need help kind of just making it perfect yeah but kevin feige's on there oh yeah and kevin feige is definitely he's not act as credited i don't believe at like as far as like credit where credit's due mm-hmm. as he's not as credited as john favreau but kevin feige's been a part of marvel i think since really close to the beginning and i'm pretty sure he's been there since iron man yeah and he's he's done some great stuff yeah he's uh He's the executive producer on all of them, so hmm. he's not like the head of Marvel, but he's the head of the Marvel Cinematic Universe for sure. Yeah, which that's all you need. Yeah, so that's so cool. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I can't wait for the next one. But um, switching gears a little bit, not crazy. Amount and I promise, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, we don't just talk about superheroes and superhero shows. But um, did you see the Suicide Squad got finished? Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Suicide the Suicide Squad is a soft reboot of Suicide Squad as a franchise, and they got none other than James Gunn to do the Suicide Squad, which is the uh, writer and director of the three Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So I said three. There's only two right now, but he's doing the third as well. Yeah. But is it transferable, you know? Mm, I I just don't (laughs) know if the DC content can be as interesting or as good as the Marvel content. It's just... I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think it's written the right way. Like, comic book-wise, I don't know if you can adapt it the right way. Like, you gotta... I don't know. I hope it works out. I feel really bad for DC because none of their projects really work. And if it does work, everyone is surprised. And then they try to do it again. And then we get Wonder Woman 1984. And then, which wasn't bad. But it was not as good as Wonder Woman. I still haven't seen it. And I honestly have zero draw to it. Yeah. <laughs> because And it's not even because of the reviews. Like, I, before I was like, I don't, I don't know about that one. It just doesn't look doesn't look that great. But... Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't the same. I feel like they went backwards. Like, Wonder Woman had... I can't remember who the, the antagonist was, but it was, like, a big dude. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we get to this one, and the antagonist is... uh, Well, I guess it's still kind of big. It's the... He can... It's, like, the wish stone or, like, wish thing where he absorbed it and... <laughs> He was like granting wishes for everybody, but it took something from him. I don't know. But yeah, it just seemed like it went like down in scale, but I don't know. DC is just always going to miss it, I think. Yeah. The the, uh, direct example I wanted to talk about with this topic was exactly what you brought up, like the translation. Like, will, will... Somebody from Marvel who has knocked it out of the park multiple times here be able to 
not necessarily like save DC, but like create something good. And I think you're right. I think the writing has a lot to do with it. But take Joss Whedon, for instance. Uh, writer, or he and his brother wrote Avengers. He directed Avengers, and it was the greatest superhero movie of all time. Like, I worked the midnight of it. People lined back up at 3 a.m. after watching it once to watch it again. It was a huge deal. He got tapped in after uh, Zack Snyder left Justice League to finish Justice League as well as bring some brevity to it. (laughs) And everyone hated it. (laughs) Now, I'm sure the writing had a lot to do with that because Joss Whedon can make pretty much anything amazing. (laughs) Uh, But take James Gunn now and you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is, it's my second favorite Marvel movie behind Black Panther, and then Guardians 2 is my third. I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. I love how irreverent they are. I love their character arcs, everything about them. I don't love the Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, Just, yeah. it's a It's a cool franchise, but it's not, I don't think it's going to be like Guardians is. What if the problem with the two? I'm just I just thought about this. What mm-hmm. if the problem with the two separate ones is that DC heroes are so far fet are, are so far fetched? Like Superman, Man mm. of Steel, he Kryptonite is his only Kryptonite. Everything else, it, the dude is a cheat code. Mm-hmm. What's the point? But you see. <laughs> You see, but with Marvel, all of these people are regular people. Mm-hmm. And I like, and it doesn't, maybe it does come up more than I think, but it doesn't seem to come up a whole lot that these people are just ordinary people that have had extraordinary circumstances mm-hmm. and, you know, things like that. But like, what if to the core of our consciousness, we as viewers and consumers appreciate the Marvel universe more because everything in it seems like something that could possibly happen if the right things lined up, you know? So I think you may have hit or rung a bell here. Yeah. Because look at all of the franchises that DC has succeeded with. Batman. Batman. Is that the only DC franchise that succeeded? He's a normal dude. Well, okay, Man of Steel was awesome. Like, I I do love Man of Steel, but you're right. He's a cheat code, you know? Yeah. The Dark Knight, specifically the Dark Knight trilogy, Batman Begins the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, it is a normal dude who has taken it upon himself to change the circumstances of the world around him. And in doing so, becomes a symbol for humanity. Not necessarily a caped crusader who goes out and fights bad guys. And they talk about that a lot. The dichotomy of being a symbol. And that's, I think, dude, I think you nailed it. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's that's so important. <laughs> yeah. I, that's just how it is for me. And I think that's just how it probably is for other people. Like... I don't know. Yeah, because Captain Marvel didn't even get her 
powers from birth. No. So, and she's the most Superman of of Marvel. So, oh. And, and they're smart with Captain Marvel because they didn't make it obvious that she's just she's this indestructible person. That that wasn't what the whole movie was about. Mm-hmm. The whole movie was about hey, you have these powers you can't control. They're gonna they're gonna destroy you. All this good stuff. So like, and I think that worked. Like, mm-hmm. and they and they don't bring her in for every little thing. They bring her in as the finale, and that's all she needs to be there for. Because I think if she was any more involved, it would be boring. Because all it would be is Captain Marvel flying around, beating everybody up, mm-hmm. and calling it a day. And nobody can relate to that. Nope. I think I think you solved the problem with DC movies. I think you did it. <laughs> yeah, they just need to, like they they need to they need to crack down on Batman. They need to crack down on Robin again. They need to get on just the the people. Not I mean I mean even I don't know like the Joker and Harley Quinn. They're good mm-hmm. because they're just like loons. I don't know if that's that might that might not be. I like. Might be, I think that might be offensive. Maybe we're gonna cut that out. Uh. They're, they're they're crazy. Um. Yeah, like su- superheroes, not superhumans. Mm. That's guess, what this segment's gonna be called. I'm gonna yeah. label it that: superheroes, not superhumans. Yeah, I, I guess like that. some of them aren't super. Superman's an alien. Yeah, he's not even a human. Superhuman yeah. or superhero, superhero humans and aliens. <laughs> yeah, as someone who grew up on the Dark Knight, I've never liked Superman. I think I couldn't even get in the Man of Steel. Yeah. Um, but like, I think my dad, my uncle, Superman is like their hero, because that was their superhero movie growing up was the Superman trilogy mm-hmm. Superman Superman returns yeah one more uh Clark and Lois I want to say maybe maybe but yeah but I, I could never get into it but yeah now we know so all we got to do is just uh let DC know and maybe get me as a consultant whatever we split it 50 50 like everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> There we go. All right. Well, last thing I want to mention, and this is just a uh, personal excitement. Um, Kaiser, you don't watch anime, do you? Um, no. Okay. So, uh, do you know what my favorite movie is? Uh, this is a little quiz for Kaiser. We should we should uh, do a quiz next time. Ask each other questions about each other and see how many we can get right. <laughs> Oh, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, your favorite movie is that that weird robot, Alien Pacific Rim. Perfect. All right, we're going to play the newlywed game next time, and (laughs) Kaiser's probably going to get them all right, and I'm going to get them all wrong. But, uh, (laughs) um, yeah, so Pacific Rim is my favorite movie. It's not a good movie, but it's the best movie ever. Uh, It stars Charlie Hunnam, which, absolutely, partially in love with that guy. Um. If you if you have never seen Sons of Anarchy, you need to go watch it. It's incredible. But Pacific Rim 
is the best movie ever. They are making an anime on Netflix called Ooh. Pacific Rim The Black. And it's set between Pacific Rim and Pacific Rim Uprising. And it looks perfect. <laughs> I am so excited about it. So, you know, if if you guys are looking for... And uh, Rosie texted me today. There's a new anime on Netflix called Demon Slayer. That is apparently really, really good. Uh, so I'm probably going to watch an episode of that after we're done recording. But uh, yeah, just a couple extra little plugs at the end of the episode here <laughs> very nice i uh yeah i started watching i started watching tiffany haddish's or tiffany haddish presents they ready hmm. which she just kind of hosts different comedians um for like their own like little 30 30 minute uh set nice it's been a good time so far i'll have to check that out is it on hulu it's on it's on netflix hmm Love me some Netflix. Yeah, I love me some some stand up comedy. Netflix has not been delivering lately. Mm-mm. Um, as far as like Netflix specials to people, but yeah. this essentially is just mini specials for people in the form of a show. So that's cool. Yeah, I like that. I'll check it's a good that time. Out. It's like it's kind of like the stand ups if you watched any of those. Nope. Oh, wow. I mean, I see like Kevin Hart specials and stuff on Netflix, but no, there's a show or a series <clears throat> on Netflix called The Standups. Oh, yeah, no, I think, I think, think there's, I think there's two seasons, eight, eight episodes each, where it's just different comedians. It's where, and like with, I think with that one in mind, like with the what the idea of that was, people that did well on that well enough would get their own like full hour special. Mm. Um, and just after, I don't know if anybody else did, but I know Nate Bargetsy got his, he's, he did the Tennessee kid on Netflix, yeah. which I've watched like four times. <laughs> and I didn't know you could rewatch comedy, but you can, well, oh, yeah. you can rewatch his, you can a rewatch times, a couple different comedians and it's still like, it's not like fresh every time, but it's still yeah. funny every time. Yeah, that's that's fair. Sometimes, like, I want it to be fresh. Otherwise, I just can't get engaged to it because I already know what joke is or, like, how the joke is going to hit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another guy um, on Netflix who has a stand-up that, that on YouTube, Netflix is a joke. is like they take Netflix specials chop them up into segments and post it on Netflix, like little highlights and stuff. So that pops up every now and then. And uh, Mo Amer popped up on mine Mm. and I just watched it. Had me cracking up. I think I watched a special special a couple years ago, but yeah, jokes are always fun to listen to. Oh yeah. I have a few comedians that I can't reference here. I'll text you about them later because students listen to this podcast and i don't want to reference anything that's crazy inappropriate so or interesting at least you know put it out there in the open that these are the content that that you know mr Mackey's watching (laughs) (laughs) so i'll I'll share those with you later but (laughs) have you have you watched the tennessee kid Mm -mm. i've I've seen it scrolling but i haven't i haven't watched it so so 
when you get the chance, if you have a nice hour and 40 minutes one day, you should watch Nate Bargetsy's The Stand-Up episode mm. and then watch Tennessee Kid. In Tennessee Kid, he goes back um, to give updates on some of the jokes and stories he told from his uh, little session on the stand-ups. And That's it, cool. is, it is so good. Yeah, I'll check it out for sure. Yeah. And everyone else listening out there should also check it out. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> check it. But you want us, you guys should check out is uh, all the other episodes of Keeping On with Mackie and Kaiser. Uh, you know, if, you, if you're a first-time listener here, uh, we appreciate you greatly. And uh, if you're a long-time listener, which we have more of you guys, more of you guys tune in every single week. And uh, Kaiser and I can't believe that you guys tune in just to hear us chat, but we love doing this and we love that you guys are listening. So, um, yeah, do us a favor. If you are listening, uh, hit us up on Facebook and uh, give us some of your questions because we're going to do a live Q&A. Uh, not this coming week, but the next week for February. And uh, if you don't catch that live, we'll have it posted on our Facebook page. But we'd love to answer some of your questions about ourselves. We might play the newlywed game on that. Might Ooh. be the next. Yeah, I think I think we might do that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, be sure to uh, follow us over on Twitter at KeepingOnMK. And you can also, if you'd like to support the show a little bit more, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash keeping on and you can support us for just $1 a month. Ooh, Ooh that's right. So uh, I think that's all the personal plugs. Is that them all? I think that is all. If you guys want to send any mail to Mackie, his home address is. <laughs> yeah, uh, my social security number is. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but. Um... Um... Definitely, guys. We we appreciate you guys listening more than you know. Uh, we're yeah. going to continue to con create content for you all, um, not just the podcast. And we've got some goodies. I know we've been saying it for a year, but we've got some goodies ready to get mailed out. So, um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, as always, I've been Mackie. And I've been Kaiser. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye.